Welcome to Five Strike Weekly. MLS is coming back, and we discuss the lockout threats and the details so far. And this week in the Soccer Trivia Showdown, it could be a decisive edition of Me versus Tanner. Coming up. Welcome to the show, Five Strike Fam. I'm AJ, this is Tanner Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Follow our Twitch for new streams and surprises on Tuesdays and Thursdays starting at 9 p.m. on twitch.tv slash TV. Let's get into the news and MLS is coming back. It's official. As of June 3rd, 10.50 a.m., the new CBA was ratified. The uh, new uh, agreements plus economic concessions for 2020 have been agreed upon by the MLSPA and MLS. There was the threat of the lockout, uh, but happy days. Finally, we uh, have at least some confirmation that MLS will return. Uh, now, the details so far are murky, but what we know so far is that June 24th, uh, clubs, in and around June 24th, clubs will go down to Orlando, the uh, Disney World sports complex down there, and for about two weeks they will train, and then they will start the tournament that will last about uh, three weeks, I believe, is the you know what they're saying, and so all in all, uh, Don Garber has said that it will be about 35 days max. So I guess in terms of that, uh, there could be some clubs that get knocked out early. They might leave uh, before that, but uh, at the very least, it would be that many days. It's about over a month, essentially. Um, it's good in a sense, guys, right? What, what do you guys think uh, that uh, at least something has been ratified uh, whether this tournament is still a little bit extraneous and doesn't make a whole lot of sense or not, what do you guys think so far? I mean, I guess you could view the tournament as a preseason, and if that's what you're going to use it as, then, like, happy days. You know, as long as, like, hey, use this, get match fit, that's all we care about, I'd be fine with that. I don't care if Atlantianid wins. I really don't. I mean, I think it's just, yeah, I think treat them as friendlies, even though maybe there's, like, a trophy or something tied to it. The COVID Cup or whatever the hell you want to call it, but, um... I'm just glad that they got the thing sorted out because I was really ready to come on here and rant about how stupid MLS was because they were really threatening it with some dumb stuff, like dumb stuff. And they left yeah. it late on a couple things, but it seems like they're getting it done. Yeah. And uh, before we get to you, Mark, I mean, there's some other details that uh, we'll talk about uh, really quick with that is that, uh, well, you know, the lockout loomed over the weekend and going into the week. Uh, they gave the deadline. Don Garber gave the deadline. Uh, he admitted that. Uh, yeah, and initially it was 12 p.m. on a Tuesday. They eventually pushed it to a Wednesday, 12 p.m. It seemed like there were a couple of sticking points. One of them was a force majeure clause uh, that kind of was a, a, a amendment to the current CBA. And so definitely uh, the sticking points on that are very murky. Um, and you also have uh, why... You know, in terms of, uh, you know, like for Don Garber, he said that, uh, yeah, MLS will take a billion dollar revenue hit due to the pandemic. Uh, they were still kind of probably in some people's eyes bickering over uh, a little bit of a, you know, uh, kind of 
salary cut for the players as well. And so with that, you know, there is just, uh, I think, did it seem trivial at the end when, uh, Mark, uh, you know, what the things that they were agreeing on, it just seemed like, yeah, I mean, of course, the owners don't, you know, they're not made of money. A billion dollar hit, yes, is huge. But, uh, you know, the players at the end of the day, you know, they, some of these guys are making like $70,000 or less. It's, uh, you know, those guys pretty much are living on pennies uh, if they're making much less than that already. If they, I think, uh, bickering on a, I, I believe, 12.5% uh, you know, cut. You know? Yeah, it, like it, cause, well, the difference, because the owners suggested 8.75 and the players mm -hmm. wanted 7.5, which is what they agreed to. So, yeah, right. that's what, 1.25%? You know what I mean? Like, right. And so, yeah, it's, it's, that's a big deal to the players, especially the players, as you mentioned, on the lower end of the pay scale. Um, and so I can understand why they would want that, you know, the money in the short term, especially in these uncertain times. Um, I tend to agree with Tanner that the most important thing is that the players and the owners agree and that the players are convinced of the protocols, which it does seem that that's the case. MLS have made their presentation about how things would go. Um, and so, yeah, I also, I think it's funny that uh, Don Garber is like, I think that's a little bit of revisionist from him saying, you know, the whole lockout thing was a threat. I mean, I think it seems like, you know, MLS put that out there. Uh, there was a strong and not good reaction to it. And I, I suspect that MLS pulled back a little bit and said, okay, let's extend the deadline. Let's work this out because nobody wins if no games happen. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, in the end, I'm, I'm glad that they agree. Right. And it's a, it's a question of like, what were they expecting when they kind of announced that a lockout would have happened anyway? Uh, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't have been received well either way, but... I mean, I think uh, it had done irreparable damage to the league. I mean, you're finally making yeah. progress and getting, you know, some decent players to be more players to look over here and be like, okay, MLS is a very viable option in terms of a league. And then you go and you lock your players like that. That's a horrible look because it doesn't happen anywhere else really like that. And so to have something happen like that, especially for something as stupid as what, you know, and, you know, as minute and trivial as what they were wanting, it's just like, why are you doing this? And again, that, I said what I said last week about Don Garber, and I would have gone in a whole lot harder on him this week if MLS, you know, didn't come late to the party, but they came anyway. So good for them. But like, he just rubs me the wrong way, and I I just think that, yes, he is in a way chosen by the owners, but he does seem to represent the owners a lot in terms of their views, and he comes from the NFL. I just don't like the guy. And I think this kind of shows he's more of an idiot, but he got away with it this time. I think, you know, <laughs> one of the things that frustrates me, too, is the lack of transparency, you know, like, in, in terms of, like, asking about this, was okay, this tournament, like, what's the purpose behind it? Now, I think that I read something where there'll be uh, a cash prize at the end of it. Uh, I think they will uh, donate to, or they want to donate to charities in home markets, I guess, related to Corona or whatever. So, uh, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's good, you know, but then it's like, again, okay, is it that they need to fulfill a contract with ESPN? Like, why exactly does this have to happen? And, you know, they're still hoping to play games in front of uh, fans on the back end of this and, you know, games in home markets, I guess. So, yeah, I, I think they have, sorry to cut you off, they have mentioned that, uh, you know, in terms of playing in front of fans, they probably concede that uh, and accept that it probably might not happen this year. Um, and in terms of that ESPN, uh, it's more, 
I think a friendly deal that they're trying to get in even better relationship because I, I think with the CBA, um, you know what they were trying to do was make sure that the players and uh, you know the league get a, an even better kind of revenue sharing deal, and um, you know with that, ESPN would be one of those big partners with that. Uh, and I think that they were trying to, you know, make uh, really good amends during this time, especially if, you know, if they don't have any games or or whatnot. Uh, yeah, that's why I think they were trying to force games. But the other part of that is MLS as a product isn't viewed as highly in the world as uh, a lot of the other leagues, especially in Europe. Uh, so with that, I mean, without fans in Orlando, that might look a little bit... Uh, you know, not as quality as we might like, especially one of the things for MLS is the atmosphere, the uh, kind of really uh, things that, you know, culture-wise we've been trying to build. And, uh, you know, when you take that away, you take the soul away from it, uh, and you kind of make the onus on the quality of the play, uh, it really will shine a light on it uh, pretty, pretty uh, brightly. And, I think by now uh, we would be one of the last ones in terms of uh, you know soccer leagues to return, and so I guess the spotlight won't be as hard. But uh, yeah, if it was before that, oof, that would have been a little bit difficult for sure. But um, but yeah, and so uh, the players uh, they will uh, reportedly they are at least scheduled to resume training on Thursday and Friday. And now that this is ratified. Uh, it is assumed that they will return, says the AJC. Uh, tomorrow, we're filming this on a Wednesday, full transparency. And uh, so the clubs, they may begin using the outdoor team training fields for small group training sessions. Uh, and then they will obviously be uh, using very detailed health protocols uh, and safety and uh, all that. But, uh, you know, do you guys have any, you know, do you guys have any qualms with this uh, as of yet? I mean, obviously there have been uh, you know close contact with a lot of uh, you know things lately. Uh, if you've been paying attention to the world of viewers, uh, but uh, yeah, and so you know, is this an issue for you guys? Um, I mean, you know, I think I definitely had concerns uh, when football started coming back in general. You know, so. But uh, now that one league's come back and the others have announced, uh, it does seem like um, there's more of an understanding about how to approach this. And so, uh, like you just mentioned, MLS will be one of the last leagues to come back, which I, I think that's fair. You know, there's just not the urgency to complete these games. And so, you know, yeah, MLS can take its time. And um, like I said before, as long as the players are convinced that it's safe, then that's okay with me, I think. Yeah. Um, Tanner? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with him at this point. I mean, obviously, the United States is one of the countries that has struggled to deal with the, the coronavirus crisis the most. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at this point, you just kind of got to get back and get going. You know, I obviously would rather them delay it because of Joseph, but, you know, they have to get these games played. And it'll be it'll, it'll suck without fans, but, you know, it'll still be good to just at least have something back. And it'll make things on us a hell of a lot easier, too, because we'll soccer talk about. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, on a sh selfish side, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. sure. But um, as one little one little extra thing about uh, that tournament in Orlando, Don Garber said uh, in a conference 
call with uh, some media today. He said that the league will address special situations and medical situations with players in terms of going to Orlando, but short of the, those circumstances, that players will be required to go to Orlando. Um, and that's different from the NWSO where they have a choice. Uh, very interesting there where, uh, yeah, players are pretty much forced to go unless there's some special circumstance like uh, Carlos Vela with uh, a pregnant wife and whatnot. So, um, yeah. Sharif as well is, is, is in that group. I think his yeah. partner is expecting a child soon as well. Right. And so, I mean, yeah, uh, probably most of these players are, yeah, if it's safe, they're itching to go already with concerns obviously but um yeah i mean it seems like you know that's a that's a very interesting way to go about that but um i guess if they're being paid yeah i mean you kind of have to stick something there um but still i i it, that agitates me just a little bit where you know if at least give them a little bit of a choice yeah. where it's like freed up just slightly i'm but, with you there actually but yeah because, yeah, I mean, some people have some real concerns, and what if they're the ones that get sick? I mean, they're going to regret that for yeah, forever. I definitely you know? think it should be a choice from players, although I think the reason it's not is because there were too many who just opt out, you know, especially yeah. if you have bigger names opting out, and that's just going to hurt your product. So you probably are. I think they'll probably end up – I feel like some club – I feel like it'll come down to the club. You know what I mean? Depending yeah. on which club it is and how they want to handle it. I feel like on a club by club basis, you might have certain situations where like, fine, don't go. You'll be training at home. You'll be training alone back at the place, getting your work in, but you don't have to go to this tournament because you have that. I mean, you know, if you're a smart club for optics, you, you do that. And because it, it keeps your players happy as well. So right. Right. Yeah. you don't want to fracture relationships no. with your players because then, yeah, that almost immediately makes them want to leave. And especially in uh, in soccer, in football, uh, there's so many pastures that you know they could just look to. So it's just a lot easier for them to just be like, "Bye, okay, you know, you don't want to uh, treat me well, peace." Yeah. But um, yeah. So anyway, uh, moving on to the next topic uh, is that uh, Joseph Martinez and Miles Robinson are in the EA FIFA 20 team of the season. Uh, that's due to last year's performances. But uh, these cards look hella good. I mean, Jesus. 94 rated FIFA card for Jose Martinez, 88 for Miles Robinson. Uh, we don't play Team of the Season on our Twitch, but uh, man, that would be fun as hell to, to get those. It would be very difficult. Or just spend yeah. lots of FIFA points and pack them. I don't know if there's exactly. a way to earn them. I've never played it before, so we could start from zero, but that could be rough. Because <laughs> <Indeed. laughs> I'm not uh... playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, just uh, I think it's one of those things where just once I want to play with uh, some of those cards, but it just takes a lot of effort, a lot of resources, a lot of money, a lot of green. But uh, anyway, anyway, moving on from that uh, and from MLS to world football, uh, there was a giant 10,000 fan Zoom meeting arranged by the a Danish football club uh, and... I mean, just uh, there's some pictures up right now, and it's. I mean, I think is it something that uh, LA United and MLS could do uh, once we, you know, get back into stadiums, and if we can't play, if they can't play in front of fans, uh, would you guys like to see something like this, or would uh, the danger of, you know, you know maybe, maybe seeing, seeing something, something a little danger. explicit? <laughs> I feel like it was mad danger. <laughs> like <laughs> someone's definitely gonna troll, right? Like someone definitely like. You yeah. know, like an Orlando fan would like troll it on the Atlanta United one and just do some like, or someone vice versa, a Red Bull fan or a Galaxy fan in LA, something 
Like someone would just do something. It would just be like, oh dear, there's there's a helicopter happening right now on one of the screens, <laughs> and it's just like, we don't need that. We in the play, if you're a player and you look over on the side, it's just like, Ugh, what's going on? Oh. <laughs> nah, nah, I don't think we need it. <laughs> But I think, it, you know, at least from the outset, it looks very cool and at least it, uh, you know, I think incorporates the fans, makes them feel kind of like they're part of the match. Um, but yeah, the danger probably a little too strong, Mark. Yeah, and also like, I just feel like it's kind of cumbersome, you know, like, is it really worth it? Is it really worth trying to do this? I don't know. I mean, it's a cool idea, I guess, in theory, but uh, I definitely would have concerns. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously there have to be protocols, uh, just like other things. But I feel like uh, the just... admin on that would be very difficult. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Uh, and yeah, you know, it's yeah, you you'd have to have like a whole slew of almost IT guys and uh, admin to just be ready to you know, ban hammer. But uh... <laughs> strong ban hammer, yeah. no. <laughs> Yep. No uh, helicopter in your day. <laughs> We're going to move on from that real quick. But uh, all right. So anyway, um, yeah, in the Bundesliga, uh, yeah, there were very good, in, in my opinion, signs of, uh, you know, protest uh, for George Floyd's death uh, by Jaden Sancho, by, uh, you know, Weston McKinney with the armband. I mean, you know, these shows of um you know kind of solid or um is the word solitude no not solitude solidarity uh, solidarity thank you uh i don't know why i couldn't figure out that word in my head for uh a quick second but you've been in solitude uh, for so long oh uh, no exactly that's what we've been in um but yeah last week's and future protests will not be uh will not have any uh punishment confirms the dfb and so, uh, you know, that's, I think, in my opinion, good to see because, I mean, you know, even uh, players taking off their shirt, uh, they won't be punished. That's, I, I think, you know, just almost encouraging uh, players to be able to, you know, uh, kind of show the signs of solidarity freely, I think is huge at this point what? in time. What? A league that embraces its athletes having a voice and speaking up for social issues? How progressive. Thankfully, we have the NBA for that, but some leagues in this country, NFL, um, oh, not so strong in their wordings for things like that. But no, it was awesome. And I know that Mark was having some passionate tweets about Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because, like, I turned it on. It was already 2-0, right? And then he scores the second goal. And I'm like, oh, he's on his hattie. And so, like, I was kind of glued. And the thing is, too, like... I kind of alluded this to Twitter, like I've had games on, but I haven't been locked in, you know, like I've just kind of had it on for background noise. I mean, Bundesliga yeah. isn't the main league I watch, but I think also like just with how much is going on. Um, but yeah, seeing Jaden Sancho, like him get the ball, him slot it past the keeper for his third, like all of that, it was, I genuinely jumped. I was like extremely excited in that moment. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think one of the things I love seeing in soccer are these like these uh, symbolisms, you know. Um, and it's not the first time either. Like, uh, like uh, I was watching something on the couple of pundits talking about the, the Bundesliga um, protests, and they mentioned Rudiger back in I think 2014 or something like that and stuff. Um, but I think it shows you, you know, one you you see you see the global the power of the global game. And, uh, and with with 
symbols like that. And I think also this protest is, uh, it's huge. I mean, you know, it's just, it's taken off and it's in, uh, it's in every state. It's, I think, in at least 18 different countries. And that's probably just focusing on the bigger crowds. Um, I've heard there's even gatherings back home in Trinidad. And so um, I think you see the significance, I think, with this movement. It just, it feels different. Tanner and I were out there yesterday. Um, very peaceful, um, very passionate people. Um, talking about, you know, Black lives. Chanting the names of, like, not just George Floyd, but... Uh, Sandra Bland and um, Ronna Taylor, yeah, Trayvon Martin, yeah, Freddie Gray, all these people who have who have been yeah. killed. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. yeah, it was really cool um, going out there, being a part of it yesterday. I know there's more planned. Um, I think June 19th currently, um, and you can speak more of the significance of that date and everything, Mark. But I know that I think that's being planned as a as a large protest date in the future. So if you haven't gone to one and you do want to go, I think that's probably the one to aim for. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it's awesome just seeing, I think, the solidarity, uh, especially globally, because uh, at the end of the day, like this, this fight, this struggle is a global one. And I think that a lot of countries, I think, cultures, uh, need to look inward and really deal with the issues that happen uh, between people um, among, you know, or among people or whatever. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's cool, I think. For me, I think uh, seeing sports uh, that, Seeing a player use their platform for that, I think, is great, um, and I think, and I think it's fully appropriate. I'm not one of these uh, politics don't belong in sports. I think, to be quite frank, I think that's nonsense. If you look at the history of sports, especially in the U.S., the literally the opposite is true. So, um, yeah, I think it's wonderful that uh, these young men, and you have to remember that too, like men in their early 20s, um, you know, they have a soccer career to look after. You know, they're uh, they have the they're at the center of attention or, you know, of a lot of attention. Um, and they're able to respond to that responsibility like that, I think is wonderful. Yeah, and definitely I think they're, you know, I think they're allowed to use their platform because, I mean, you know, they're humans. They're, uh, they're people that, um, you know, live lives just like you and I where they, you know, they have to, uh, you know, they have to eat, they have to poop. They have to, everyone's, you know, a human, uh, you know, and so in that regard, right, it's like, let them at least just live their lives and, you know, your judgments, whatever they may be, you know, let them, uh, let them do them. But, um, but yeah, anyway, so, you know, it's a, it's a contentious topic, obviously, but uh, I think it's something that we, you know, we on this podcast stand for uh, is to be very anti-racist but um anyway so moving yeah, if you're on, a racist and you follow us you, you can fuck off it won't hurt it's <laughs> like i'll say it aj won't say it but i'll say it i know mark will say it too like i mean I'm, I'm it's at that point now i think as well and you know we've had say no to racism and no racism in football in the champions league in europe and wherever it is in every league but like there's no you know specific to our nation and what we have there's no there's no tolerance for it there's no reason to have it and if you know you want to disagree with us over that then Thank you for being here, but you don't have to stay. Well said. Um, yeah, so moving on from that, uh, Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp, he uh, spoke about his thoughts of possibly winning uh, the Premier League and uh, if uh, there were potential no. title celebrations. 
Uh, very, it's, it's gonna happen, Tanner. It's just, I know, uh, but no, just <laughs> no. Damn it. Make another thing that makes 2020 shitty is that even when sports happens, it's still shitty. Damn it. <laughs> but, uh, of course, Liverpool would win the league in 2020. It makes the most sense. But, uh, I mean, like, now they, but they can't celebrate with their fans, which is. Kind of sad, but also, but also a, little, a little funny. A little hilarious. Like, yes, we're petty. Yes, we're maybe, petty. <laughs> maybe they should have a giant Zoom meeting for it. Oh no, but lots uh, of, there'd be lots of helicopters in that Zoom meeting. Oh dear, oh dear. But um, so, in terms of uh, what he would want, Klopp said that if uh, if it happens, there will be a parade as well. Whenever, who cares? Uh, we only need one day when everyone is able to come, and then we will do that. And so, yeah, I mean, it could be it could be in 2021 when they actually had that celebration. Who knows? But, uh, you know, I think that's when he's expecting that, uh, you know, anything could happen. Just We just need one day to be able to celebrate with the fans. And so, uh, one part of me feels for them if they do win the league. And, you know, it's very uh, just empty feeling. But I think at the very least, you know, they have that. They have a title that they can... Uh, hold dear because I mean some of us uh, I'm pointing to myself here that uh, yeah it's been a minute and uh, <laughs> so you know in terms of Arsenal fans it's uh, yeah I, w I would take a title with no fans over no title so you know it's one of those things but uh, anyway that does it for the news and uh, a little bit of housekeeping is that uh, this Thursday we will be going for the MLS Cup at least we're in the MLS Cup playoffs anyway. And so Tanner will be uh, on Twitch.tv on our channel playing and hopefully taking us to the promised land. Uh, he has overcome some really uh, just ups and downs in the season, but somehow we have finished first in the division and in the conference. By all, against all odds, really. And uh, so tune in on Thursday, check it out, hang out. Uh, come banter with us, and we will also be doing a donation stream to uh, anti-racism, essentially. So, anyway, that uh, that does it for the news, and gets us to this week's Soccer Trivia Showdown. Now, it's the third edition of Me versus Tanner. Could it be a decisive edition? Hopefully not. Hopefully I start to get on a roll here. But uh, take it away, Mark. You are the quiz master. All right. Yes, uh, Tanner has the vaunted 2-0 lead. Can he close it out today? Can AJ it's a dangerous start... lead in soccer, ladies and gentlemen. It's a dangerous lead in soccer. Can AJ begin his comeback? But before that happens, I need to see AJ's wonderful face. Indeed. Hey, Here we go. I will say, AJ, you can come from 2-0 down before. We did it last stream with Atlanta United against DC. <laughs> Facts, facts. All right, here we go. All right, so for the decider question. Uh, one second, let me pull up a blank document here. All right. And here we go. All right. All right. Who was the last player taken in the 2016 expansion draft? Ooh. Hodge. Talking about Atlanta United, of course. Yeah, 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 I know. I'm thinking of the people we picked. I'm just going to go with this. I have uh, 
Me. All right, what do you got? Tambacus. I said Mikey Ambrose because I know I'm pretty sure we got him in the expansion draft, so I just took a shot in the dark. Both of those are incorrect. One is, one is more correct. Should I go with that? <laughs> oh, it was Alec Khan, wasn't it? It was or Alec Khan. Uh, How's Alec Khan? Do you have a Do you have a separate question? I mean, I forgot Tam Bacchus even existed. Um, <laughs> didn't you play uh, one time for us? One time? Is it just one appearance? I, I don't even remember. And didn't uh, he get sent off in that game? Which no, that was Kyle Rainish. Yeah. Oh, he. Oh, I, oh no, the player. I forgot. Played for us. <laughs> Uh, oh, man. No, wait, dude, yeah, last time a... we just did the tiebreaker to me because the score and I'm the current holder. It was the easier option, was it not? Yeah. Um, do you want me to cook up another question or? It, I mean, if you have an ultimate question, if you don't, then we'll go with that. We'll go with okay. that. I don't have one ready. Okay. Yeah. All right. All good. All good. All right. Uh, why don't we, let's just change it up. So why don't we have AJB... The, let's just say you got the tiebreaker this time around. That's fine. Sure. AJ has a tiebreaker. I'll, I'll submit All that because right. I got it last time. All right. Cool. All right, fine. <laughs> My rules. All right. So <laughs> in round one, uh, same thing as always. Each question is worth one point. A maximum of three points for the round. Both contestants can answer. You have 20 seconds to write their answer down. Um, if you get it incorrect, there are no points. There is no stealing. All right. For the first question. In a 2-1 win at Chicago in 2018, this player scored his first Atlanta United goal. Oop, misspelled that, whatever, don't care. All right, I'm good. Okay. okay. All right, let's see him. Ezekiel Barco. Barco. Correct. Both of you on the board, that was indeed Barco's first goal. Question number two. Atlanta United defeated this team for their first win at the Benz. I'm good. Good. Let's FC see. Dallas. FC Dallas. FC Dallas. LGP had that scuffed, uh, the scuffed goal at the back post with the first goal. I remember that. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> He like scuffed that. Was it off like the post as well? I remember it was just like him sliding he just in slid it in, 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 in. and yeah, it was just yeah, like, oh, yeah. look at that! <laughs> yeah. But he celebrated it like he scored a worldie. I mean, he yeah. did. It was awesome. <laughs> it looked like he placed it well. Yeah. 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 All right, and for the final question, see if you guys can get a perfect round. Where did JJ Williams attend college? Oh. Ah. <laughs> uh... Um, hmm. He went to Blue Mountain State. <laughs> <laughs> so you got nothing for me, Tanner? I, I got... I got Alabama. I'm going to say Clemson. Clemson. Both incorrect. The University of Kentucky. I thought you actually had it there. <laughs> you said uh, that blue. I, yeah. Shot dark. I blew out in the state. Yeah, LOL. I didn't think about Kentucky, but I didn't think I, I was. Just, I thought of uh, what's his name, Baraha, Kevin Barajas. So yeah, like, Kevin Barajas again. <laughs> hey, two out of three for the both of us. That ain't bad. Oh, yeah, that ain't bad. That's, that's actually, actually probably, probably uh, collectively, collectively the best round that we've had. Either, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody has so. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe this goes well for the game. We're yeah. not complete bums. All right. I think yeah. AJ can disappear now. Right. All right. <laughs> yep. So yeah, into round two. 
each contestant will have three questions for their own. Each question is worth two points. If you choose to have a multiple choice, it reduces it to one point. There is stealing available if the initial contestant gets their question wrong. So for the person in the lead, We're AJ. Tied. AJ goes first. Right, yeah. <laughs> AJ. Ezekiel Barkle has one brace in his Atlanta United career versus whom? Ooh. Ooh. That's a good question. That's yeah. a good question. I, like I rate that question. Yeah. I rate that question. I think <laughs> I know. Do I know who it is? Uh, multiple choice. Multiple choice. All right. We have A, Chicago Fire. B, Montreal Impact. C, Orlando City. D, New England Revolution. Uh, D, New England Revolution. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Revolution, correct. AJ goes ahead by a point. Yeah, he scored that Dude, banger. Yeah, that was a banger. What was the other goal in that game that he I had? I don't remember. Was, like a, was it just like a, I think it was just a tap in at the back post or something, something like on like a squared that. ball or something. It was yeah. Tito, I think. No, you know Tito what? had the first assist. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because he had the drag back and it made its way all the way to him. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, over to Tanner. This player scored his first Atlanta United goal in the Mercedes-Benz opener. I'm going to say it was LGP because I don't think he had a goal before that. I know he scored another goal at some point in time in his career because he has two. But I don't think that... I think that was the first one as well. So I'm going to say LGP. LGP, final answer? Final answer, yeah. Two points to Tanner. That is correct. Garza also scored in that game. Scored his second Uh, goal. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh... Very FC Dallas, uh, MBS centric. Not gonna lie, when, when Tater talked about the goal, I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. <laughs> very, very memorable. I think. remember that. Yeah, it was a memorable yeah. goal. Yeah. Um, all right. So back over to AJ. Um, in the Miguel Amaron hat trick game, this player made his Atlanta United debut. Andrew Carlton. Ooh. Final answer. Final, Final answer. answer. Ooh, two points to AJ. That is correct. That, that's I rate that question as well. That's a good question. That's a good question. A good yeah. question. Yeah. I rate that. Nice. I, good job. It was funny. He's like, I remember that vividly, but I forgot it until I looked yeah, it up. Yeah, I forgot it until now. But like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Right. Yeah, that was awesome. People went nuts for that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So back over to 10. It's a topsy-turvy one. All right. I like it. It's good. This player led Atlanta United in goals in the 2019 MLS playoffs? Ooh. That's a good question. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> questions like, you question game. <laughs> I would hate to Martinez. Is that PT? PT, final answer. AJ with a chance to steal. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, and I can't go to mobile choice. So that's interesting. That's the strat. In the 2019 MLS playoffs, right? Just yes. the... Oh. Dang, son. I'm trying to... I'm trying to pull... Is it? I can't remember if... 
I'm, I'm, I'm having a guess, I think. But, uh... Emerson Hyman? Emerson Hyman. That is unfortunately incorrect. It was Julian Gressel. I that was that was that was my B Always guess. That was my B my guess. That was my B guess. But I was just Petty was just in my brain because the goalie scored against Toronto, and I was like, I want to say he scored again, didn't he, in the playoffs? Because he'd been playing well at the end of the season, so yeah. I thought he was our best player, like coming into that part. So yeah, good question, AJ. <laughs> Back over to AJ. All right. Uh, so it's still 5-4, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. This player scored his only Atlanta United goal in stoppage time at Philadelphia, earning a 2-2 draw. Oh, I know who this is. Oh, I know who it is. Tyrone Mears. Fuck! <laughs> correct. <laughs> It's a memorable goal because it's such a fucking weird one. Sorry for yeah. the swearing, but I'm no, mad because I knew that answer. Because as yeah. soon as I was like, from yes, outside I know of the it. box, yeah, yeah. or, or like, like on the edge it. of the box, yeah. And it's his only goal. Like, yeah. what an only goal. As soon as I realized who that was, I was like, please, please get this wrong. Please get this wrong. I know exactly who this is. Damn. All but, right. Uh, so back over to Tana to end the round. How many players in Atlanta United history have scored 20 or more goals? Obviously, throughout their career. No, at Atlanta United. At Atlanta United, yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, throughout their career at Atlanta United, right? Yeah, yeah, their yeah, whole yeah, Atlanta United yeah, career. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say... I'm going to say two, Joseph Martinez and Miguel Almiron, because I don't think Gressel hit 20 goals. Ooh, AJ, you can steal this one. So is the uh, question just how many? Yeah. Right. How many okay. players? Yes. Yep. All right. So I can think out loud here now. I can show my, my work here. Uh, <laughs> right. So, yeah, obviously, Joseph, uh, Miggy, I think Tito just ekes it out. And you said how many, Tanner? I only said two. Two? You can price this right, probably. I mean, you won't I, get it right. I think, but like, I think it, it might be Julian Gressel. Yeah, that's really close. I think that's, he, that's that's the one Yeah, that had me yeah, close. I think Tito... I'm going with three. Three. Just missed the steal. It was, in fact, four. Gressel has clipped he the did. 20 goal mark. Damn. Uh, yes. Yeah, I missed on Tito. I forgot about him completely because I know he had his really good first season, and then, but I know the last year wasn't as good. So I was like, did he end up hitting it all the way? But right. Russell was the one that I was like, did he hit twenty goals total? Because assists, loads of them, but goals, I wasn't so sure. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, it's AJ seven Tanner four. Right. Going mm-hmm. into the final round. And so in the final round, each competitor will have three questions from a category that they randomly select. The first question will be worth two points, the second three points, and the third five points. Uh, You choose a category between one and four, and AJ, uh, you'll go first here. Uh, No, I think uh, Tanner will go first. Oh, well, no, to pick the the, the, uh, category. Right. Um... I will go with the three. Three. Tanner, what you got? I'll take one. One. 
All right, Tanner, you chose nationality. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this player has represented Guinea 21 times. Florentine Pogba. <sighs> Too damn easy. Huh? Too damn easy. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's a two-pointer. Correct. All right. Uh, so it's, yeah. Yep. So Still Tanner. Uh, Tanner again. Tanner Still. again. This Jamaican-born player has represented the U.S. in the U-17s. Jamaican has represented the U.S. at the U-17s. I mean, the the first one that comes to mind, I'm just going to go with Romario Williams because I know he plays for Jamaica, and so he could have represented the U.S. at the U-17s and then switched back to Jamaica. I know he is Jamaican. Or plays for them, so I'm gonna go with Mario Williams. Incorrect. It is Chris Gosling, who I did not know. Born in Jamaica. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I have to get this arm out. Cool. Bet. <laughs> All right, Tanner. Can he keep the game going? Will AJ win his first? This player left Russia for the U.S. at seven years old. Ooh. Really? <laughs> This player left Russia for the U.S. is seven years old. Russia? I mean... The only person, because their name comes into mind, and I heard them earlier, would be, like, Tambakis. Because, like, the name is just kind of not normal. Like, I don't, not normal. Yeah. Like it sounds like it could be. No, 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 as in like, like it sounds like it sounds like an Eastern European name. Like it, yeah. it sounds like it could originate from Eastern Europe because of the last name, because of how it's structured. Like it sounds like a not normal, like what you'd expect from like a Western Europe or other place. Like it sounds knowing like who he is. It's like that could. I feel like that's like a general, because no one else has like a last name that you're like, definitely got Russian roots. Uh, I think time's clicked. Yeah, I'll just yeah. say Tim Bacchus. I got nothing, dude. That's like, I have no clue. So this person was born in Angola, but left at a very young age for Russia before moving to the U.S. That is Lagos Kunga. Lagos Kunga was, lived in Russia? Yeah, he sure did. Wow. <laughs> wow. There is uh, there is no way in hell I could have ever guessed that question correctly. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Fair enough, fair enough. I feel hey, like AJ, that was you didn't even have to answer one. Hey. Uh, there you go. TKO. <laughs> now, you, now, now you can be happy that someone else got questions that is damn near impossible to know the answer to. Honestly, Honestly was, yeah. yeah. That, uh, that third question. <laughs> Woo! I, yeah, I also feel for you on that one, man. <laughs> I was just like, who has a last name? Because, like, I'm not going to think that someone, like, came from Angola by way of Russia. Like, right. what? Right. <laughs> no way I'm thinking of that career path. He's had a hell of a life, man. Yeah, yeah holy shit. You know, going there, going, yeah, I mean, and then ending up in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I think he moved to England first or something, yeah. Yeah. Great, great little, uh, great dude. You know, he's uh, he's always trying to do good stuff for the community and whatnot. And he's with uh, Phoenix Rising right now. Hope he uh, hope he does play for Atlanta United at some point. But... Yeah, same. I'll take the dub. Yeah, yeah. AJ's on the board. All, All right. right, not uh, hey, not a for sweet. the content. <laughs>
But, uh, but anyway, so that does it for the Soccer Trivia Showdown and pretty much the entire show except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, what do you guys feel about MLS returning to Orlando uh, for a small tourney? Do you guys like it? Do you dislike it? Let us know in the comments below. But that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. For Tanner and Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.